Is it too late to save biodiversity? The bumblebee is never talked about. We always talk about the bees, but the bumblebee is... Look how beautiful it is. It's all there, chubby and hairy. Bumblebees look adorable. But why are we talking about them now? The bumblebee and his friends, the bees and all the pollinating insects do something fundamental for us. 75% of the food we eat depends on them, on the bumblebee and his friends. Pollinators are important. It makes sense. But where's the problem and why talk about them? Everything we've been doing in recent years is making pollinating insects disappear at alarming rates. And if they disappear, we won't have anything to eat, as it's just the work these wonderful beings do that allows us to enjoy these wonders, colors, flavors and nutrition. That was Marco Guateri, the founder of Seeds and Chips, a world-renowned event that brings innovators from around the world together to find practical solutions through collaboration and cooperation. He was one of the speakers at the conference Future Needs Biodiversity, the natural response to a much-needed change that was organized by the Institute of European Democrats in San Marino last October. But why is preserving biodiversity so relevant to our lives? Would living in a world without bumblebees be so critical? And finally, uh, we've read time and time again that we need to act now, but why? The urgency. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Für ein starkes Europa der Kulturen und Regionen, welches nicht European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. We all know that biodiversity is an intellectually heavy topic, but at this conference we learned that biodiversity is literally heavy. It weighs a teratone. Biodiversity weighs a teratone. And do you know how much a teratone is? It's a tone followed by 12 zeros. Florence Weisbrück is the president of the Balkan Sustainable Development Institute. She's passionate about explaining complex phenomena through numbers. The more, the better. According to the official figures on which the international scientific community tend to agree today, we are losing biodiversity. We have lost a million species already. How many species do we know today? We know between two and three million species. Scientists claim that in nature there are between three and one hundred million species. So this means that we only know, let's say, two out of one hundred thousand species that exist. This means that at the pace at which we are losing biodiversity at the present moment, we are set to lose species in biodiversity that we haven't discovered yet and that we will never have even the possibility of discovering. A grim scenario indeed, but how does biodiversity loss impact our lives? Marco Guateri talks about a topic very familiar to most of us, namely... Food. We, human beings, know today that there are 30,000 edible plants on the planet. We have 30,000 plants that can feed us. That's impressive. Imagine a restaurant where you could order 30,000 dishes. 
Throughout its history, humans have used just 7,000 plants to feed themselves. 7,000 plants, it's still quite a lot. In recent years, as all that we are discussing now has happened over the last 50, 70 years, we have only grown 150 types of plants. And just 30 types of plants cover nearly the entire food demand of the 7.3 billion people that live today on this planet. And only three account for 50% of what we eat. Just three. But are we really missing out on that much? This kind of approach to agriculture has undermined the interaction links and the biodiversity corridors I mentioned before, and its devastating consequences are today more violent than ever before. Guattieri's message is crystal clear. The current approach to agriculture is not sustainable and is severely damaging biodiversity. The basic idea behind biodiversity is interdependence. Every element in the system is interconnected. Shocks that develop in a remote corner may reverberate throughout the whole system and damage it irreversibly. Again, Marco Guacieri. We need to study all these living beings, animals, plants, mushrooms and bacteria in their interaction, because if we fail to understand this point, we are missing a fundamental piece of who we are and how we have to interact with nature. Each of these living beings has a role and a function. They are all connected to each other. Everyone does something. That's a matter of teamwork. There are interactions, there are connections, and our problem is that we have disrupted all these connections. And the breaking of just one link affects the whole chain. We have to consider each of these living beings as a worker on this planet who is doing a job for us as well. If we don't change our perspective, if we don't make a paradigm shift and widen our horizons, as they say, with a holistic view, we will keep on having a very limited perspective. Fortunately, this holistic vision is already being embraced and translated into practice. According to Florence Weisbrück, the EU is a global leader in preventing biodiversity loss. I don't know if this was done on purpose or not, but our conference occurs precisely when, at the international level, all the countries and all the decision-makers are meeting up to organize the COP, which will take place between April 24 and May 22nd. Europe has already worked well before the preparatory meeting for COP15, well before the convention that has just been signed off. The EU has already started working on a strategy that is called the Biodiversity Strategy 2030. This strategy, in fact, is an ambitious program. What has the EU done to craft this document? The EU has based itself on figures, and not only figures from the IPBES, the IPCC or other reports, but also figures from an internal report that was produced in Europe, which is in fact called the State of Nature in 2020. Personally, while reading this document, I could see a holistic approach, an approach which takes into account problems to which we had no solutions until now. The message is clear enough. 
we must act now to preserve biodiversity because our children won't have the same opportunities. Tomorrow is too late. Florence Weiss broke again. C'est que tout ceci c'est important. C'est important pourquoi? Parce que vous, nous. All this is important. Why is this important? Because you, we, are actors in this whole system, and it is not just somebody else who makes decisions. We are the ones who act. And I think we all agree, we are aware that what we are doing today will have a decisive impact on our children's lives. They will suffer and live the consequences of the actions we take today. I hope that all of us together will manage to live on a healthy planet and that future generations will be satisfied with what we have done, with the decisions we have taken today. If you would like to learn more about the EU's action to preserve biodiversity, explore the EU biodiversity strategy for 2030 at concilium.europa.eu/en/policies/biodiversity. The European Democracy Lab podcast is a series by the Institute of European Democrats, a think tank and political foundation financed by the European Parliament. You can find more about this podcast and learn about our activities on the website www.iedonline.eu. Thank you.